Welcome to this week's album, a book club but with music. Every Wednesday during a discussion that is streamed live on Twitch and YouTube, we discuss this week's album before then picking the album for the following week. Enjoy our discussion on this week's album. If you're listening on Spotify, you can listen to our Spotify exclusive episodes where you can hear some of the songs we discuss. Jake, are you ready for it? I am. I hear this album has quite a reputation. (laughs) How are we, Jake? How are we? (laughs) Uh, I'm good. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Now, look, don't blame me if this doesn't go the right way. But look, I listened to the album. Did you listen to the album? Who listened to the album? I did listen to the album. And welcome to all our viewers out there. It's good to see you guys. So I did something. Mhm. Oh, that was. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to like segue it into another song title. I did something bad, Jay. Quick, get the getaway car. We can handle this. Uh, so look, you suggested reputation. Why is this a guilty? Uh. It's not a guilty pleasure album for the same reason yours was, which I think is fun because people have different reasons things are guilty pleasures for them. And, you know, when we talk about guilty pleasures, a lot of people think instantly people who are dieting and their their food guilty pleasure. And um, similarly to for me to that comparison is why this is my guilty pleasure. This is something that it's so enjoyable just when I need it. And not all the time, if that makes sense. So this song, this this album, really, uh, I, I actually wrote my thoughts down on this part. Uh, you know, it's a good album. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling low, it'll hype you right up. You know, she puts out a lot of raw emotion that's very easy to connect with, and you can also use this in a very cathartic way. Where like there are times and songs in this album where you can also just kind of scream into the wind with her and it's it's great it's just a great piece of album to listen to and kind of float away with and uh for me it's a guilty pleasure because as a you know 74 year old man most people don't assume that i'm going to be out here whipping out the swifty and i i will gladly whip out the swifty um so there you go Oh, uh, that's so usually. Or look, the last couple of weeks, I was kind of asking questions because I knew the albums. Asking questions, but did it live? But my mm-hmm. my question to the stream is, what were your expectations? Did it meet them? And then I'll also answer that myself, right? So for me, I've never really listened to Taylor Swift. It's all right. Bear with us, folks. If you can hear me, I'll gladly just sit here and say bullshit forever. Uh, but no, just give us a second. Greg will get it sorted. He is a technological genius. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have a sword now. Um, yeah. Apologies for that. But I'll just carry on with what I was saying there. Um, so normally I'd ask the question, Did it meet your ex- or what were your expectations and did it meet your expectations? So I guess that question goes out to the guys in the Twitch and I'll also answer that myself. So for myself, 
I've never really listened to Taylor Swift before. I've obviously heard one or two songs on the radio or on MTV and stuff like that. But I've genuinely never listened to her or an album from her. Like, sat down and listened to a song, you know? So, this week for me... I don't even know what my expectations were. It was obviously I was expecting pop, but when the song started, um, like the very first song, what ready for it? Yeah, when ready mm-hmm. for it started, it wasn't what I was expecting. Expecting there was a lot more, you know, electronic and just it was trying to get your attention. At the end of the day, that's what the whole intro is all about. Yeah, um, and it did get my attention because I was like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting, but. As the songs went on, I was like, okay, no, this is exactly what I was expecting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is, for me personally, there was a lot of forgettable poppy songs on the album, you know? Um, I listened to it three times uh, just to see whether or not my opinion would change. But look, ultimately, my first impression was that there was a lot of forgettable songs on the album. Now, you did give me some context on the album saying that um, it's called Reputation because it was her coming out at the media? Kind of, yeah. Uh, There were some disputes going on at the time and a lot of like, uh, I don't know how it is over there, but tabloids over here can be very harsh. Um, And she kind of like took time away and kind of went on a complete blackout. Uh, not a bender blackout, but like a digital blackout. Um, and then came out with this after just like basically to put her foot down and say, you know, this is how it is. You know, f- fuck you guys. I'm me. You say what you want. It's not going to matter. All it does is make me stronger. Right. So this is what I struggled with this week was like, that's what I I knew about this album. So I listened to the album three times trying to hear that and I mm-hmm. didn't hear that. Um, maybe I'm listening to the wrong song. Like I listened to the whole album, but I mean, I just couldn't, like that message wasn't coming across to me somehow. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I wasn't paying enough attention to the lyrics. Maybe, I don't know. I just, I didn't get that message. What what was I doing wrong? Like, is it, is in your opinion, is that message clear throughout the whole album or is it only clear in some songs? It's conveyed sporadically, um, along with a lot of other things that she was clearly trying to get off of her chest. Um, I mean, the first five words of the, of the album are very clearly an attack on whoever wants to take it as such. And it was meant to be, you know, she says, are you ready for it? Because like, <laughs> like, here it comes. Um, yeah, no, I got that on ready for it. But I, I, I wouldn't even consider that song it's more of an intro. Um mm-hmm personally but like when i listen to the rest of the album i just didn't get i just didn't get that message i i think there were notes of like and and i am not and i will preface this very hardly for all of our listeners out there i am not a taylor swift expert <laughs> just because i very much enjoy swifty i am not the expert here um we can we can definitely find someone else that would be probably more well versed in the knowledge of this stuff But I believe she's also writing from, if you listen to it, a lot of it has to do with relationship stuff. And I kind of start to wonder if it's this balance and this struggle between 
having to deal with all the negative publicity and what kind of a person that makes you look like while also trying to engage people as a normal human. And part of that engagement is actual love um, and the difficulties that that can present. Okay. Okay. Look, and, and, and I'm not trying to catch you out with anything or, no, or, you're fine. or suggest that you are an expert either. It's just I more, am. more, more confused, confu- like just, just confused more than anything else because I, I seen that I think it was uh, fellow had a question in the Discord as well saying did we feel that the album told a story and for me I just didn't get that from it just didn't get a story mm-hmm. from the album and, sure uh, and ultimately it... I'm I'm convinced that that's just me because all the Taylor Swift fans seem to get that message from this album is that marketing or is that actually how the album comes across I don't know. I think it can be construed as a bit of both. I mean, marketing is a very powerful tool. I am, um, you know, as susceptible to marketing as anyone else. And it's very easy for people to set things into our heads, especially in the modern digital age, and have it feel like that's where we're being guided. Um, And it's very instinctive as a person to follow that. So sure, marketing could have had a ton to do with this. Um, Definitely. Okay, okay. Um so let me let me hear more of your thoughts on the album. So like for you, you suggested this album, right? So when was the last time prior to this week you've listened to this album? Uh the entire album start to finish, I have never. Okay, okay. So I have heard this whole album though. Right. Okay. And then how did you feel this week? Were you, were, did you feel it was the right album to pick? Were you glad you picked the album? I'm just oh yeah, yeah, I was happy. I was I was very pleased, um, especially in what I do. Uh, you guys know I do a final listen uh, at some point on Wednesday, and I construct my notes. And I was I was even more pleased. Like I very much enjoyed this album. Um, I do know that this is the last album she did with that production company um or or whatever company and then there was a lot of fallout after that so maybe her sound has changed more recently which is true i you know comparing it to recent her and past her this is a very strange middle ground album where you can tell that her sound is evolving and that she's really finally coming into herself as the musician she wants to be and not the musician she's expected to be Mm. um you know, as the Pennsylvania-born country girl who lived in Nashville, she's expected to be, you know, the country star. And she was. And she redefined the genre of country music. She took it to a worldwide stage, which gives me nothing but more respect for her as an artist. Um, but at the same time, this is that evolution into that next phase of her sound, I feel like. Hmm. Which so, I very much enjoy. So I, I find that interesting that you say that, right? Because evolution into that next sound now i'm not familiar with her albums but i two of my friends um keep saying that there's a like the certain taylor swift albums that i will like uh, folklore mm-hmm. and possibly evermore but um i under i under i i believe folklore is more kind of like folky music right where this album is completely the opposite of that you know so i'm just wondering when you say evolution 
do you mean in terms of production? Do you mean in terms of songwriting? Like, what, what exactly do you mean? By all, that? all of it. It's just like Sufjan Stevens and his adaptability and his constant evolution as a musician. Um, she has grown and constantly built upon the music she's uh, created before as well as the life experiences. And she's just taken these layers and layers and just kept building on them. The two that you were suggested are her two newest albums, which feels like a completely different song or a completely different version of her also. But it's there's three or four years between them. And Lord knows, think back four years ago, you and I, I mean, we're very different people than we are now. Life takes you in a lot of different paths over four years, and it can cause a lot of different changes in various ways. And obviously that came through on her music. Now, do I know if you'd like those two better? No, you'd have to ask Adam. She would know. I, I, I am not the one in this house to ask that question to. Mm. But Now, let, let me just touch on some Twitch chat there real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Catch so, us on up. In response to what you were saying about the evolution, I believe. Uh, so Quill was saying, I don't know how much I agree with that. She'd already made such a move in 1989. This sound isn't that much different. I just hear the difference in who produces songs and less of Taylor changing styles. Interesting. So what's, I, someone mentioned that in the Discord as well. I believe that was Quill. I'll go get it pulled up in the Discord here for ah, us. Okay. So what, what's this about the whole um, producers? Quill. Yeah. So what? So I'm not too well versed on the producers and usually that is more of the thing between the three of us that I will willingly admit that Piggy's probably the most well-versed is production things like that because it's such an integral part of rap. Right. Um, now, actually, actually, even before you go on, just context for the listeners and the, the Twitch viewers there, I'll just read out what Quill said on Discord. Yeah. Um, I think it's one that should be read... Oh, sorry. So the question, I think it's one that should be read after actually listening to the album. This album was majorly produced by two people slash groups. Do you think you can name what songs were produced by which person? Do you think this album sounds like a cohesive album with the two separate producers? Now, I have no idea like what what Quill's even getting at here, or who produced it, or if I can tell which two producers were. No, I definitely can't. So, I actively put effort into trying to discern. And the only real big differences I can tell, she's got to be talking about, because there's more than two producers, and Quill, I, I believe you're talking about Max Martin and Shellback. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, the only differences I could tell are the ones that Shellback had more of a hand in um, or were just involved in tend to sound a little more electronic because that's also what he's known for. Um, Max Martin's tend to be a little more oh i'm looking at the list now actually they're in all of the same songs together i who is she talking are you talking about jack antonoff and uh and max martin then because jack antonoff i think is her original producer from 1989 but i don't remember now while, while quill is is well while you're waiting on quill just one whether or not she does is a different thing but let's let's yeah i'll, I'll read more uh twitch chats there um. Oh, another one from Quill actually from previously. Um, I get where Greg is coming from here. Sorry, I lost that. I get where Greg is coming from here. My main complaint with the album is that often the lyrics don't match the tone of the music. Yeah, 
and uh, and they don't and i like that but that's just personal opinion in that case okay and then feldo said i've never really listened to her either no real expectation it was enjoyable mm-hmm. and and that's the thing here is and something i'd like to convey is i was not expecting this album to be the album my elusive 10 out of 10 or even my elusive nine and a half out of 10 um, I was trying to put this out there as more as, and we talked about this in our in our WhatsApp chat. I, I was trying to put this more out there as a taste also for the listeners to kind of get a better feeling of like, look, we're not just the things that we were, you know, suggest. Greg's not just the folk and, you know, I don't know, em- I don't want to say emo and offend you, but you know what I mean. The, the emo or music, uh, the deeper story guy. Greg likes lighter albums too. And I'm not just the, let's get high and listen to rock from the sixties and seventies and blues from the forties guy. Like we're, I'm, I'm trying to also show that we have that depth between us that sometimes it might come off like we're lacking. Mm. Um, but I do. And I'll touch on what Quill said here. She said she, she recorded with Martin and show back together and then answered off separately. And that I, I am able to tell the difference between those songs. And she says to me, the big difference is the vocal treatment I had to stop and check and make sure I was listening to the same album when we hit Getaway Car because it was such a different voice sound. And yes, um, it, it's that you're switching from that electronic, darker, heavier vocals, punchier to like she's almost getting into more of her actual vocal acuity and her ability to sing in the later part of the album, which comes out really well, I think, in the last song, New Year's Day which was a surprising gem for me on this album, um, especially in its placement on the album. Wasn't that the last song? Or... Y- yep. Oh. Yep, it was. Yeah. And I'd like to know, entities out there in the chat, our, our resident didn't want to listen to this album, but bless her heart, she, she, she choked it down, probably with a bottle of wine and a hot bath. <laughs> but uh, I'd love to know what you think of the album, Entity, did it? Did it change your mind at all? What kind of an impact it might have had? Like, just let us know. Uh, and on because... that note as well, I'll also follow mm-hmm. up by saying that for me, I listened to this album in three different scenarios. Once while driving, I had a little road trip. I listened to it then. Mm-hmm. Another one while working. And then mm-hmm. lastly, just listening to the album, like paying attention to it with headphones on. So mm-hmm. first time around while listening to it while driving, um, longest hour of my life I thought the <laughs> album was never going to end I hated my life <laughs> okay <laughs> second time round I was listening to it in work like I mentioned before working in a coffee shop had it on the background and it wasn't too bad it, it like I knew the girl that I was working with that day enjoyed Taylor Swift so I was like look I'll put this album on she enjoyed it we all enjoyed it it was grand yeah after work then today i put my headphones on and just listened to it and i had a much more positive experience that time around i think that's more so because i was able to get no no not even i was able to enjoy the the sound production a lot more than i was the last couple of days Mm -hmm. Um, and i think ultimately for me this is one of those albums like i said i struggled to understand what she was trying to get across where her lyrics so for me, mm-hmm. the, the lyrics didn't do an awful lot for me. Um, right. Sound-wise, some songs I would say I enjoy as pop songs. 
I don't think I would be adding any songs to playlists for myself anytime soon. Oh, really? But, yeah, but look, I think if, if I was in like work or whatever and certain songs from the album came on, I wouldn't be too disappointed. And I'll just mention what songs I did enjoy, right? So All right, hit us. I enjoyed Endgame, the one with Ed Sheeran. So, oh, yeah, and Future. Don't cut Future out of there. So he played I, a big part, too. I have no idea who Future is, but yeah. Future, the rapper. Right. Future and Ed Sheeran, Endgame. So it was pretty much the first song. That was really good. Well, I wouldn't say really good. It grew on me. Um, after that, I enjoyed... I actually enjoyed Getaway Car as well, but mm-hmm. not as much as King of My Heart. I thought King of My Heart was better than Getaway Car. Okay. And... Mm, is that it? Look, I, I, I may, have, may have enjoyed... No, that's pretty much it. That's pretty... Look, oh, man. I didn't dislike something. I didn't like an awful lot. <laughs> it, yeah, no. It, now, let me ask you something. Um, granted, this album is best listened to with headphones on. If you don't have 55 minutes to just sit and listen to this album, <laughs> please don't. Anyway, uh, fuck that guy. Uh, no, the, uh, the album is meant... It's best listened to with headphones on for sure because of the production quality, like you were talking about. But I think the environment this album's best listened to in is with other people. Mm. Now, I I will follow up by saying, right? So, after mm. listening to this album, I did um, watch on Netflix her Americana, Miss Americana. I watched that afterwards. And mm-hmm. um, now they also had a Reputation Stadium tour, which um, I didn't watch, but I watched the Miss Americana documentary thing just to see if that would help with my enjoyment value or whatever, you know, entertainment. Help me enjoy it more, you know? Sure, um, yeah. But, look, it didn't. Um, yeah. It's not my cup of tea, but look. So, the fun part here is um, her reputation tour is the highest grossing North American tour ever. Well, of all time, look, um, all, all, look, it's Taylor Swift. Like we are, like. No, and and we can segue this very easily in, into Piggy's thoughts. Let me bring up Piggy's thoughts on the album real quick here. I'm gonna read these. Piggy, if you're in there, give us a give us a hey. I'm drinking my Guinness and not being on the podcast because it's too hot in my attic. Um, and I need that exact words, and <laughs> we'll assume that you're being held hostage. So, Piggy says, "Hey, boys." Fantastic album. Couldn't wait to listen to the rest of her discography, so I pulled it all up. Now a full-blown Swifty. Can't believe I had never listened to this before. Don't know why I like Tupac so much. (laughs) Don't forget, he also said, it is for me. It is 100% for me. That's, That's a quote. Piggy said, Taylor Swift, it is for me. Yes, and once I know that Piggy's actually in here, I'll read his actual opinion. Hmm. But uh, until then, that's what he gets for not being on the podcast. Uh, no, he – listen, we all knew this wasn't for Piggy. I said it in our group chat. This wasn't going to be for him. This wasn't meant for him. These last two weeks were meant for nobody other than Greg and myself because sometimes, guys – and we'll get to this at the end of the show because stick around. We have another big community announcement that you'll want to be around for – uh, sometimes Greg and I just we need a brain refresh. We need to listen to something that we want to listen to, 
that we know will bring a smile to our faces and we don't mind talking about because otherwise well, <laughs> it's real easy to get burned out when you're just running through a list of genres and randomizing up. So that, that's really what these last two weeks were. We got to be brutally honest. We were, we were being greedy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And look, I think at the end of the day with the, with the whole podcast thing, we, we've come to the realization, me and you both have come to the realization that we kind of set ourselves a, a task, which is to find an album that Piggy likes, which is for a reason called the impossible task or impossible mission. <laughs> the great um, mission or whatever. Great yeah. Mission, yeah. And considering how impossible it is, um, we're, we're just trying to keep it from getting stale for us, not necessarily for the viewers or listeners, but even for yeah. us as well, you know? So like yeah. we want to, we want to mix things up as well. Yeah, yeah, and we'll and we'll get back to some of the the genre stuff, and we'll get back to, uh, you know, at weeks every now and then where we go, hey, this is my favorite. You've heard Greg's favorite album. You guys haven't heard mine. Like it's, it's like when you binge a serious TV show. Like for example, I'm binging This Is Us at the moment, which is pretty serious. Every now and again, you need to break it up with something lighthearted, like some shite reality show, dating <laughs> show, or something like that. You know? Yes, I mean, you do. But every now and again, you just need to break it up. By the way, before we get back to the topic at hand, before I forget for all our listeners out there and for my friend Greg here, if you haven't checked out the television show White Lotus on HBO Max or on HBO, if you have it, I highly suggest it. And that's all I'll say till later on about it. So oh, I'm just saying. So last week we were sponsored by Hulu. Now we're sponsored by HBO Max, is it? Listen, I got I got hoes in different area accounts. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> So that money be flowing in from all the streaming services. So you've you've climbed the ladder from Hulu all the way up to HBO now, Jake. Well done. You've, you've, you're doing the rounds. Well done. Skinamax is next. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Now let me ask you a question here, and, and I'd like to know. I don't usually ask the chat group questions. Look at me go. I like to know the the chat, especially. Um, I know we have actual. And that sounds so offensive when I say it, but I know we have actual trained musicians in our chat. And I'd, I'd like to know from them and from you guys or from you, could you tell that she is a technically skilled musician? And while that's her second skill set, she's always identified herself as a songwriter first. Uh, very, very Kurt, Kurt Cobain opposite, where she has the lyrics. And then the music comes and the lyrics are, and her singing is the vessel to get her, her basically stories out there. But could you tell that she is a skilled and technical musician? Jake, or was that overshadowed by all the beats? Jake, personally, I couldn't tell. Um, like to me this week, a lot of this album, like I said, my first impression was that a lot of the songs were very forgettable. Um, by the end of the week, I feel like there's three, maybe four songs on it that I don't mind. But other than that, mm-hmm. the rest of the album for me was very forgettable. But look, at the end of the day, she's she obviously is talented, you know, and she's got lots of fans out there and all that stuff. It's just, it's not for me, as Piggy would say. Oh, no, you start bringing that in here. I'm going to start throwing, don't make me threaten <laughs> you with the same thing I threatened him with earlier. I'm gonna mail you a glove to smack yourself with. Don't do it. And and cat, yeah, see, cat says I think it's cheating because you've listened to her do some acoustic stuff. You know she's a very skilled musician. 
And I think that's something that gets under, you know, like kind of pushed to the side about her is like, she's a, an extremely talented songwriter and everybody knows it. And she is definitely, I don't want to call her a pop princess in any kind of a derogatory way, but she's definitely a pop princess. Like she's definitely there as an influencer and, and definitely steering the genre in a lot of ways. But I feel like sometimes being those two things simultaneously kind of pushes out and makes her actual musical skill underappreciated. And I don't, I don't think that's fair. She really is a triple threat of a musician. She's a wonderful performer. She's a great technical musician and she's an amazing lyricist. Right. So when I watched the Miss Americana documentary on Netflix, my main takeaway was that as it, if I was trying to introduce, like, if I was trying to sell Taylor Swift to me, that documentary and that album didn't do it for me, where I feel like both the album and the documentary are clearly for her fan, her existing fans and not for someone like me who is trying to be introduced to Taylor Swift, you know? Sure. I, I definitely don't think you would be introduced to Taylor Swift in a proper way if somebody just hawked a country album of hers at you, though. I think with you, it would be a safer bet to introduce you like your friend said to one of the later albums um rather than this one but that's not what this week was about this is shit i wanted to listen to so <laughs> so come here read, read out what piggy said about the album oh god hang on i actually got to bring that up seeing y'all are lucky it was this or it was google dolls dizzy up the girl and we could have been having a real depressing chat here hang on we i gotta scroll quite a bit because we uh you're okay jake you're okay um, we had quite the conversation here. Yeah, no worries, no worries. So, I'll then just ask the guys in the Twitch as well. So, I mentioned what songs I liked. Let us know what songs you liked. Um, your, or your favorite songs on oh the album. God, how did I not go back far enough? <laughs> you all right there, Jake? No, I'm good. I'm just trying to find the point where he said, that's my rant. Oh, okay, there's that's my rant over. Take what you want. Okay, so now I just got to go back a little more. Right, no worries. So I mentioned the songs I liked. Um, I don't have a song that I hated off the album. Just a lot of the album for me was, as I said, a lot of the songs were just pretty forgettable. So I didn't have any strong feelings against any songs. Um, but I mentioned the songs I already liked. Yeah, see, and, and I think I found basically the start of his rant. And Kat makes a great point here, too. The same thing happens with Lady Gaga. She's an amazing vocalist, but it's not obvious through her music. I think she's a classically trained operatic vocalist, but I might be wrong. Um, Patu says New Year's Day was his favorite for sure. All right, here's, here's a piggy. Hang on, like a book. Don't want to read it because it's a chapter or two. She's the definition of an industry plant. Uh, this is where I started wanting to smack Piggy. Uh, where her family comes from, money. So if country don't didn't work and pop didn't work, she would be Taylor the rocker. You get me? There's no way she could fail. Now, we'll address this real quick for the fans who don't know, because I do know this. Her mother was a homemaker, and her father was an investment banker. And, yeah, they got money. I mean, that's life there. Keep it for the podcast, Piggy. Uh, oh, this is when I 
<laughs> I said, you can set somebody up for success all you want, but it doesn't mean it's going to work. Look at Nick Carter's little brother, which apparently he's actually doing well. I didn't know Aaron Carter was still a thing. It's 21 degrees in Dublin. Her musical talent is like walking into a talent show. Sure, she's in the top five there, but in the music industry, she is so forgettable. And there are a thousand artists that if they had her money or connections could be as big as her. Again, just his opinion. Um, which Greg and I basically did agree. You know, that's that's a lot of people in the music industry. You know, in general, if you have the money, the connections are, like I said, you run into Snoop Dogg at the weed shop once, your life could be completely different. Um, and then Piggy mentions the generational talents like Queen, Tupac, Eminem, Adele. Uh, I'm trying to find more. Dead air. No, sorry. This is just reading out a conversation and skipping your parts. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Ultimately, what we're getting at is Piggy wasn't a fan. Um, To be fair, I don't think Piggy really listened to the entire album. He may have skipped through it, um, but he wasn't a fan. Yes, and he just posted something about how she was born into wealth. And yes, I just said she's her father was an investment banker, Piggy. Like, he was born into the Merrill Lynch Wealth Fund. Like, it's... uh, like Piggy, Piggy also made a point of sharing something as well, which was a, a thing on Reddit, which was at the age of 14, her family moved to Nashville where her father purchased a stake in Big Machine, the label to which Swift first signed. So I, I guess that's what Piggy's getting at, is that he he bribed his way into getting her a record label is what Piggy's getting at. Right, but if she would have sucked, it wouldn't have mattered. And I will give you a prime example of this, since I was completely wrong about Nicole Richie. I think Paris Hilton put out an album. Oh, she did, but look. Fucking um, terrible, and there's all the money in the world. That woman could, that woman's family could have bought and sold Taylor Swift's family a hundred times. Like, yeah, but no, like I get Piggy's point, but that's like earlier on in the in the chat, I replied to Piggy saying what I was trying to do. It didn't work, but I was trying to just ignore any preconceptions I had of Taylor Swift and just try to just take the the album for its own merit, you know? And right. um, look, I already said how I feel about the album and it has nothing got to do with Taylor Swift as a person. It's just the album does nothing for me. Right. It's and I'm a firm believer in the concept 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 of you can't punish the child for the sin of the parents. There's no sin happening here, no evil happening here. But look good for her that that happened but she's still a genuine talent and you know you yeah know, piggy well, made... well piggy's well, piggy's point which i agree with though is that that talent is it just a dime a dozen when you think about all the the talents that get onto the the talent shows like x factor or american idol and that right that you can just pick her and anybody else out with the same voice and make them famous but because she came from money, she happened to be that person that got picked out is what he's getting at. And and you can look at it like that, sure. But as somebody who sat in front of thousands of people on a stage in front of a piano by myself, I can tell you that there were pianists more technically skilled, less connections, and all that good stuff than me. And they would not have been able to sit at that seat because there takes a certain level of stones that just can't be taught. The performance aspect still comes out, whether you're dancing around singing on a stage or sitting on a bench, 
you still have to be able to perform when the time comes. There are plenty of amazing, and I'll do a piggy here. I'll equate this to, to a sport. There are plenty of amazing collegiate basketball players that have the skills to play in the pros and have the connections and have the training and the money. But when it comes to game time or it comes to crunch time, they choke. They can't cut it. The pressure's too much. Sure, and, right? But if you think about now, this I could be completely off the mark, but this is my understanding of this other person, right? So Ed Sheeran, who's also on this album, the marketing image that we get across is that he basically was passionate about music all his life. So she, but I mean, like that, he was on the streets singing, busking, and you could hear the old videos where his busking voice wasn't great, but it was good, and mm-hmm. you can hear him tune like like improve, master his voice basically over the years and just get better and better and better. And I guess what I'm getting at there is Ed Sheeran believed in his believed in his talent. ability. Yeah, believed yeah. in his abilities, believed in his passion and worked hard without the money and worked passionately to get there. And um, where Piggy's belief is that sure, while Taylor was singing, what got her there is the money behind it is what his point is. Which, and I don't think I don't I, think that's fair. Yeah, well I, I guess point, but at the end of the day we're like it's all about trying to judge the album rather than judging the person which is why right. in the past we tried to do like a judging a book by its cover album you know and um, was trying to go into albums without any preconceived notions or preconceived opinions because at the end of the day it's hard to do that like as in going in knowing this is taylor swift and not going to judge her because she's taylor swift you know yeah which yeah, is and why, it's very difficult and that's why a lot of authors like Stephen King, for example, would release a book with a fake name, like a what's a pseudonym, you know? Um, yeah. Because they know that people will judge them because of who they are, and they want to see how they get rated with people thinking it's somebody else, you know? Sure, yeah, no, pen names, yeah, is what you're talking about, and that happens in music too sometimes. Um, you know, Sia, in theory, could probably redu- reduce, God, I am not being able to my brain's not working right today, Greg. I don't know what it is. Sia could release an album under her actual name and nobody would know. Well, or, well actually, that's a good point because Justin Vernon from Bonnie Vare does it all the time. So there you go. Bonnie Vare, like I said, I mentioned this a few podcasts ago or maybe even months ago, that what bugged me was Bonnie Vare would always sell at arenas. But then his one of his, one of his many side gigs, Volcano Choir, played a very small venue in Dublin and I managed to get tickets to that because it didn't sell out but mm-hmm. the music is like pretty much the same as Bonnie Vare it's just Bonnie Vare are almost a household name because of Skinny Love and songs that came after that um, right. so I, I get your point there but also yeah. on that note um, I am familiar that familiar with the fact that Justin Vernon and Taylor Swift seem to have a good relationship with each other, and they oh, also really? they also record songs together as well. Yeah. Like, oh no way! Do they they have songs together? I, I I don't know if you were being sarcastic or not. I did you blink me one? No no no! But like, for is there album, one on this album and I didn't realize it? No, like, dude. no, not on this album, but there is on folklore, anyways. But um, there's also a, a group called Big Red Machine. Which is Justin Vernon from Bonnie Vare and also Aaron Dessner from The National. Is that who it is? Is that his name, Aaron Dessner? 
Sure. It can be. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm kind of still a little shy. I didn't realize Justin Vernon is a very underrated musician as a solo artist. And it's a shame because Justin Vernon has such a raw talent that is under it, that's that man is the textbook definition of underappreciated. I think. Well, real quickly. So the, the guy from the national and Justin Vernon from Bonnie Ver, they have a group called big red machine. And on that, there's a song which features Taylor Swift, um, called renegade really i didn't know that well that's very interesting oh. i i wonder if big red machine oh your man from the national who's in big red machine also co-produced folklore huh well there you yeah, go there you go indeed which i believe justin vernon features on but i could be wrong let me I'll check that one out real quickly i'm just curious why they call themselves the big red machine which is like the name of the 1970s era Cincinnati Reds professional baseball team, but that's a whole different story. Exile is Taylor Swift with Bonnie there too. Okay, I'll have to check this stuff out. Yeah, thanks. And and no, welcome to Nightwing. We didn't throw you a hello out there, buddy. I see you in the chat. I don't know how I grow a beard like this. Uh, it's a curse. It's a blessing, and it's I chop it off very often. Just never shave it. So yeah, um, I don't even know what what hole I went down there and what where I was going with any of that. But um, you did mention Sia a moment ago, right? Oh, actually, no, I'll leave that to later. I'll leave that to later. Um, so, do we want to rate the album? Oh, sure. For that, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about it? No, for, for me, it's not my cup of tea. All right, I guess I'll rate it first. <laughs> uh, and guys in the Twitch, let us know your ratings on the album. So, for me, look, it's it's not my cup of tea. Um, right. I, I would listen to other Taylor Swift albums to see whether or not I would like them, but this album just ultimately isn't for me. Sure. Um, too many forgettable songs, but it's a it's a pop album, and there was about three or four good pop songs on it. So for me, I'd give it a four out of ten. Okay. Um, there's a lot of factors with Taylor Swift that I like to take in. And I don't like to, and I'm not saying you are by any means. I think Peggy kind of did, but I don't like to judge them based on the circumstances that are surrounding you. Doesn't mean you didn't put in the hard work and the effort needed, and it shouldn't diminish the skill set and the quality of work you put in. Um, I'm a firm believer in that and not just music, but in real life too, because I don't think a, a spoiled brat should be punished just because his father's rich. Uh, if that spoiled brat's working hard, well, that's a big thing. Um, I also think she's a, I think she's a once in a generational talent. And I think it, it it's for a very different reason than like someone like Freddie Mercury or someone like, I, I, I want to say ween because people just don't understand the talent, but like she's a very, very unique presence and a once in generational talent where as a musician, her voice is not the end all be all. It's a lot of other factors. Um, I really liked this album, but at times I also felt like there were parts that were not cohesive to telling an, an entire story. And that is my bad takeaway from the album is that sometimes it was just lacking that next bit of the story that I wanted to hear or, or get told. And then I didn't hear that next bit for four songs. 
And I don't like when movies do the classic cutaway and come back. I don't like when TV shows make me wait three episodes to tell me what happened two episodes before. Like, it's just not my thing. And for that, it loses a couple points. So overall, for me, it's it's a seven out of ten. Um, it's a it's a good album. It's well done. It's well produced. There's obviously a lot of talent here, but it's just missing some of those critical things to push it to that next level for me. Okay, okay. And even reading through the chat here, like I'm actually shocked how far off the mark I seem to be with my rating. So Fellow gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Um, mm-hmm. And usually me and Fellow have quite similar taste in music. And um, Nightwing gave a 6.5. Ice Cast said 7.5 out of 10 for me. Absolutely loved some songs, not so much others. Quill said 5 out of 10. I like a lot of the songs, but an album has to be more than a sum of the songs to rate highly as an album. And it doesn't hold up for me on that end, which I agree with. And uh-huh. he said, I would have to give this a six that's being generous. Wow. We're going to call that a win. That's like getting Piggy to say he liked this album this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely couldn't go higher than a five because I don't have... Like, I, I, I wouldn't listen to this album again. I would listen to one or two songs begrudgingly. Maybe they'll grow on me. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's how it came out. And actually, on that note, I'm going to segue onto the album that I'm picking for next week, right? Oh, hang on. You missed Belfast. Oh, what did Belfast say? <laughs> he right. says a six for me. Enjoyed it with the wife. Belfast, I would love to know what your wife's rating is. Uh, go ahead, Greg. Segue to our next week because I'm excited. Sure, yeah. I also touched on this with you in the chat today. So I, yeah. I, did, I did give you a spoiler. So, mm-hmm. so listen to this album this week reminded me of a different album we heard before and kind of i guess explains like for me i came out of this week understanding why this album didn't hit the right notes for me right so touching on what quill said those songs i liked but there's a lot of songs i didn't like so overall as a whole package it just didn't hit the mark so that got me thinking of a different poppy type album we listened to before Mm. kda so KDA was the K-pop album. Um, it was the first time I ever heard a K-pop album. But it was, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes long? If that, yeah. I think it might have been even like 15 minutes. It was very short. Yeah. And, and I remember everybody, everybody came out of that week with positive opinions on the album. Yeah. And that's that's ultimately where I'm sitting with at the moment. Is that this album, for a pop album, just too much fluff, not enough substance for me. Where with KDA, just every song was a banger. So that got me thinking, what other pop albums do I like? And instantly, one that came to mind is an album that I compare to KDA in the sense that it's a short enough pop album. Not K-pop, but pop. Um, and every song on it is fantastic. So I'm going to suggest this week, I've decided that I'm going to come along with an album that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast actually um, but look it's a pop album it's only 30 minutes in length and it's called Labyrinth Sia and Diplo present LSD so LSD it's their group Labyrinth Sia Diplo it's only 30 minutes long the album it's 30 minutes even if you take into account that there's one song on it twice so like <laughs> wow a, like a remix at the end of it you know Nice. So look, I think we should all listen to Labyrinth, Sia and Dipper present LSD. Like I said, think about the whole KDA factor. 
Yeah. These are these are these are three artists who were successful in their own right. Seal, which you named out a few moments ago. Labyrinth we mentioned on last week's discussion actually. Yep. Um Diplo I'm not that familiar with, but I do believe he's more of a DJ slash producer. But anyways, mm. with that being said, to treat them together, I, I enjoy every single song of this album. It's a short album. And when it comes to pop, like like you said earlier, this album for me doesn't tell a big great big great big story. It's not something that I come out and go, whoa, that opened my eyes to this, that, and the other. It's just a fun album. Fun pop album, you know? Yeah. So everybody yeah. listen to it and enjoy it. Yeah. Do some LSD while you listen to LSD. <laughs> On that note, Jake, do you want to do us an outro and then we'll go over to the <laughs> after show and have a, a another few minutes chat off the off the record? Do you, yeah, do you want to discuss with our exclusive Twitch listeners the community discussion for the future of the podcast? And, uh, and hey, guys, if you're on Spotify or Anchor, I don't know why you're not here. Um, is that what you want to do, though? Yeah, so let's hint at that. Okay, so cool. Jake's going to do an, an outro. We're going to head on over to our after show and discuss some of the ideas that we've been bouncing off each other this week. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. ultimately, me and Jake feel that we've got a nice little community going on at the moment. Let's try nurture that and see if we can nurture that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got you, buddy. Don't worry. We're going to inject some life into the podcast, guys. And, and that's all I'm going to say for our listeners who are not here in the Twitch and not coming to our Twitch after show. That's your own fault. Uh, so get on over here if you can, or, or, or feel free to watch the recording afterwards. Um, guys, as always, thank you for coming coming by. It, it's been a really fun week. Uh, you know, this is a great album to prove that we don't always have to agree to have a wonderful discussion because it's really blossomed some good discussion between everyone. Uh, this week, thanks for listening to Taylor Swift's Reputation and coming around and talking to it to us about it and uh next week stop by listen to labyrinth sia and diplo present lsd and we'll be back to talk about that if you haven't followed us on our social media yet get out there we're on everything uh instagram's gonna start popping soon so really get over and listen to or follow our instagram and if you're not on our discord click the link in the chat and get over to our discord we're always active in there if you want to talk to us or ask us any questions for our listeners who are here on Twitch, stick around. It's going to be a very important discussion next. For all our listeners who aren't here, we love you. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week.